another MicroConf Refresh episode of the MicroConf Podcast. Welcome back. I'm your host, Rob Walling. We are continuing our Refresh episodes with MicroConf Remote, which was the virtual event we did back in September of last year. This week, we have a short talk by Nate Grahak. It's a talk and Q&A with me. And Nate Grahak is the founder of Sticky Albums, which is a seven-figure SaaS And he shares a few pointers for how he optimizes his internal operations so that his team of much smarter people doing their own things can get their job done without him being the bottleneck. The talk is titled Training Your Team to Get the Job Done Without You. It's a great talk. Hope you enjoy it. Now here in the studio, once again, socially distancing. (laughs) It feels like you're so far away. I have Nate Grahak. He is a uh, St. Paul local. So it's amazing to have you join me here in person, even during these non-travel COVID times. So Nate actually is the the focus of the most downloaded Startups for the Rest of Us episode ever. And I believe, I mean, it's probably 200 episodes ago, but it's how a non-technical founder built a seven-figure SaaS app, if I recall. Sounds right. So Nate is uh, the founder of Sticky Albums, and he founded that in 2012. He's a former portrait photographer and a corporate trainer. And he loves anything radio controlled. Is that like cars and airplanes? <laughs> it is, yeah. It's cool. Yes. Uh, so he and I are going to dive into a topic that I think inspires both fear and perhaps some aspiration in many bootstrap founders. It's the ability to delegate responsibilities to your team so that they can get the job done without you hovering over them. So I think you have some email rules or tips for yeah. empowering your team. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. It's just r- driving in, A, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> reflecting on uh, the last nine years of running my business, Listening to the story of Squadcast just really brought me back to how grateful I am for this community you've created. So it's an honor to be here to give back and even a little bit. Uh, thinking back, I grew to a million in ARR in two years. So that really relating to that all of a sudden, where's my life? What kind of balance, semblance? I had two new kids. And I learned these lessons haphazardly. Yep, yep. <laughs> so uh, I think the first thing I learned is the right type of communication has to happen in the right channels. So right now, let's just talk about email. And I think that for, for as much love as Slack gets, I still think there's some good things about email, even internally, instead of just interrupting each other all the time. So number one, um, I set these rules with my team. Uh, you want to get a quick response from me, it has to pass the yes test. What I mean by that. And for any of you, if you want to send this, uh, try to get attention to somebody, a VIP, or just to give these rules to your new team or new and growing team, uh, make sure that when they send an email, it passes a yes test. Meaning, we can all use our imagination. How great is it in Gmail? I think this is a labs feature where it gives you those three suggestion buttons. <laughs> God, I love those. <laughs> I love hitting. Yep, that's perfect. Yeah. And it's done. Guess what? Those emails get replied to first. So I want walk through these three rules. Number one, give me a good, useful subject line. Uh, don't use the word urgent, because if it's urgent, uh, it shouldn't be an email. <laughs> Number two, give me what you recommend. And even though we typically will give the whole context, give the story of the issue, uh, what's happening, and then we'll wrap up with a recommendation, I tell my team to put that at the top. So I can just glance it, I know what is you're going to try to do or what you recommend. And then if I need to, I can scan down to the, recommend, the needed context. And that's the third element. And so I say, give me screenshots. Don't, don't 
assuming that I'm on my phone, I'm on vacation maybe, uh, I don't have time to log into which Facebook group something's happening in or which system, just take a screenshot and put it in the email and it's there if I need it. And then I can respond with, yep, that's awesome. Um, I'll also walk them through, uh, give me, so make sure you don't put in too many to-dos. This is a big one. For a while, uh, my team thought they were being helpful by giving me like the summary. But for a lot of us still, for better or worse, our inbox is our to-do list in some ways. And so what was happening is if I had an email with five things I had to do, they'd have to sit there until I got all five of them done. Instead, if you just break it up into five emails, I can knock those out really quickly. So for those of you watching, the tricky part here is how do we deliver this message? How do I get my team to follow these rules, right? Yep. Um, so I think the biggest one is just to be, to use some, some humor, some humility, and apologize when um, having a one-on-one -on -one and going, you know what, look, I'm really sorry, I owed you these emails or uh, I should have got back to you sooner. This is what, uh, if we follow this, this set of rules, it'll help me empower you to continue to do the work. And I think that's, the, that's probably the bigger point here is like just really learning how to delegate, right? Yep. Um, I think that it's fun for a while when you're in the weeds and you get to do everything. But the more I would, if I, let's just take an example of a bad email. Hey, Nate, uh, so-and-so said something on Facebook. What should I do about it? I don't know, which, which where on Facebook? Who, like what's the history? What's the context? That, then I'll, I would just go do it because it, it felt urgent to me and I'd want to go just solve it. But I was conditioning my team to just give me alerts. They weren't actually doing and solving it themselves. So when I switched to this, this system, it really empowered them to do the work. And it feels so good to be, there's, I think uh, you, you and Sherry talk a lot about the value of vacation and, and taking a breather. And it's such a good stress test for your business and for your team to step away. And I personally take such pride in being able to see the team handle it and me just say, you got it. And it empowers them the next time they know what to do and it just starts to snowball in the right direction. Right. Very cool. It reminds me of, um, you know, the kind of the managerial adage of, of bring problems, not solutions. Yeah. And that's in essence what you're saying is you're trying to level people up. Look, I remember being, I was right out of college. I was 21 years old, I think. And I got a job as a project manager. And I would, I wasn't even a project. I was a project coordinator or something, which is like below it. And I'd go to the project managers and I'd say, oh my gosh, I, there's something wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I didn't know what to do. And, and so it took me a few years to learn. Oh, start thinking. I started learning from what these project managers would, would tell me. And I was realizing, oh, here's, they're, they're thinking about it in a systematic way. Right. And, they're, and they would give me a few you know, solutions and I would go back and implement one. And I realized, why can't I start doing that? I'm a smart person, right? And so that's what you're doing. You're like leveling up your own team with this. Yep. Right? And it's, it's real, it's, I think it's a double-edged sword. You have to really trust and be okay that your team can do it at least 80 to 90% as good as you can. It's yeah. always going to be different, but being able to see their thought process. The other thing is think about, and this is a message you can deliver to your team too when, when implementing this. Say, look, um, let's just pretend I'm your, uh, your diving coach. I can only help you so much talking about it or me showing, me doing the dive and showing you what to do. But where the real growth comes is when you just get up and start jumping off the diving board. 
then, so that, that's, the connection here is when your team starts giving you their recommendation, that's the big mm. risk, right? When yep. they say, I recommend we should do this. Yep. At first, they're going to be insecure about it. So you have to be gentle about what critiques you give yep. and say, look, this is, you did great here. Here's a slight thing to add. Make sure you copy this person or let's do this too, but awesome recommendation. So that conditions them to continue wanting to do it and empowering them to, to really do their job without you. Yep. It's at the end of the day what we really want. So, so what were the rules again? Number one, you need a useful subject line. Okay. Number two, add, make sure they include what they recommend. Yep. Number three, any retired, required context with screenshots instead of links to things. Got it. Um, yes. Why not links? What do, what do links do? What, how do links make things more complicated for you? Um, it, it breaks the yes test. So uh, I tell people, there's, here's the, the tricky part to walk is uh, I, I want people to know, I want them to pretend like I'm on vacation almost, right? Yeah. And you have to be delicate delivering that message, but you bring it back to what they want. They want growth. They want to stay productive. They want to show you that they can handle it. And so you focus on those things. Um, that's why I don't want links is because I am on my phone and I don't, ha I don't have the password or it look, it's not a mobile friendly, if there are any of those still. <laughs> a mobile, it's like a really bad interface that I don't want to go digging in. Just give me the screenshot, because I don't really need to know all of it. I can just scan and see it with a screenshot. Right, and that's the thing. I mean, this may sound crazy if, if you're a team of two people or a team of three people, but you, you get to where you're managing six, eight, ten people, right. and suddenly this is a big issue, because even if you're not on your phone, you just can't respond. You can't solve everyone's problems all the time, right? Exactly. You should be getting yourself as a manager or a CEO or a founder into a position where only the, the real bad fires are coming up to you. Exactly. And that, it's, that can be tough because then all, your whole day is just fighting really bad fires and I've been there. <laughs> but um, but if it, you know, the better you make your team, the more they can, they can handle these. So, okay, so you talked a little bit about like the beauty of doing it so you can go on vacation and kind of have more freedom or, or get more done. Are there any other, like, in your experience, why did you need to make these rules? Any other reasons beyond that? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add a, like a bonus concept in here because it's one of my favorite analogies, I think, that I have. So we had a, a very agile team of like three people in product and two or three people in support, and we were all on a two-week on-hands dev call. That was our best two-week call, and I, I wanted to eliminate all of the direct interruptions. I really think it's so important to protect people's uninterrupted time. And I said, we need to pretend like the developers are on a ship with no communication. They're coming into port for one, one meeting. We get to load them up with everything we need them to do. Because for the first couple years, I was constantly changing my mind. I was the biggest offender, right? This is, these rules were for me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said, nope, we're going to define these objectives for these two weeks, we're not going to shift course because that's where we lose so much, not just productivity, but mental health. And people just don't, they get burned out when you're constantly redirecting them. Yep. Uh, so I said, we can't add to-dos to them uh, during that, the sprint. Once they're gone, they go out to port. Guess what? Their phones will work back to us for emergencies, for like, hey, wait, what's the clarification on this thing? And then we can connect and really quick solve it, but we're not gonna change to-dos, we're not gonna change priorities and what they're building this, for this sprint. And that was really helpful also. Yeah, very cool. So I'm curious, you have, you know, what, 
they should always make a recommendation. What yeah. about an issue that is is perhaps so complex or yep. so challenging or someone's like, ah, I think there's like one of four things maybe. It's almost kind of needs a whiteboard or brainstorming sessions. What about those issues? What should they do with them? Yeah, I think that comes down to this. Uh, one extra rule is making is coaching your team to use communicate the right message in the right channel. And I made this mistake as an employee too, where in a one-on-one, -on -one, it's, it's, I, I, I love doing them. I would love being, you finally get the, the boss's attention. I really enjoyed the one-on-one -on -one time. I would dread it leading up to it because it meant I have to stop what I was doing. But like, I really did enjoy developing my team. Um, so, but when they're there, there's that connection that I think a lot of, rookie employees will take that same energy and tone of the meeting and they'll try to keep talking to me that way over Slack. Right. And it's like, no, that's not gonna work. Like, I think naming it, you just got to name it. Like, look, this is our time to do this. Mm -hmm. So I would, on our, we would use Trello where they could keep kind of a, an inbox for themselves of things that they wanted to talk to me about during their one-on-one. -on -one. Yep. That way they weren't just Hey, Nate, I have this idea. Yeah, that's a and that's a real danger of Slack. Um, yep. I kind of the rules that I've made with my teams over the years since Slack came around is if you need something, if something is truly urgent and is blocking you and you need an answer in the next 20 minutes, then Slack me. Yep. But if you can wait, uh, I don't know, two to four hours, then email me. And yep. frankly, I'm faster than that. If they give me email like this, I'm way faster than right. that. Right. And then, um, I don't even remember what, overnight is, I don't know, carrier pigeon or something, but okay, cool. So as we wrap up, we have a couple minutes left. Um, obviously, this can be a big change for folks, and, and you can coach them into it, but are there other ways to, to implement this? How would you advise that, you know, a founder listening to this roll this out? Yeah, so I put together this morning, because I was like, huh, this is good for you guys to know you want, but I put together a quick training, uh, literally, like, before I came in this morning, and I'm going to share it in the Slack group. I'll give it to Xander. He'll post a, a quick 10-minute training. And I delivered this same content, but direct as if it's a training for your team to watch. So you could just share the link and say, hey, guys, I, what do you think about this new strategy to help us, to help me uh, give you answers faster? Um, but I think the bigger thing is just having humility. Let's say apologizing. I think some of the best things I did as a leader is apologize when I made a mistake. Like, look, guys. I'm new at this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This I I, I dropped the ball here. Um, I, it was I I, stopped, I tried to get too much in the weeds, and I because I like it. But you know what? I hired you for a reason. You're super talented at what you do. You should just go do it. Uh, and so to, these rules are as much for me getting out of your way as they are for you to be productive and really enjoy your job. I think that's a really important way to think about it too. So we will get those into Shindig. We'll get it to Producer Xander as well as the MicroConf Connect Slack. Awesome. Nate Grahak, thank you so much, sir. It's thanks. an honor to be here, man. Thanks, thanks. so much. Thanks. So, thanks for all of the investment and the time and energy to this community. I know this is weirdly remote, but man, what this is such an honor to be here. And I, I, it's so cool to see you still making an effort to bring what can be like lonely as entrepreneurs. I think this is really important that we're doing this. So thanks a lot. Thanks, sir. Thanks for tuning in again this week. Hope you enjoyed that episode and I will see you again next Tuesday morning.